Always up for an excuse to party, two irritated veterans wish everyone a merrily belated Christmas. This week, they immediately ruin the holiday spirit by discussing the second stimulus, congressional term limits, and everybody's favorite hot topic, abortion. All this and more on Real Talk with Monty and Tim. What is going on, everybody? It's your oh-so-glorious and beloved Mace Valor. And you know who's rocking, riding, wrong with him. It's Birdman. <laughs> What's up, baby? <laughs> bird. So, Birdman. What, what kind of bird is Birdman exactly? Let's... Birdman embodies all birds. Uh, he embodies the eagle, he embodies the, the, uh, the hawk, he embodies the falcon, the condor, the goddamn pterodactyl on this motherfucker. I'm swooping through, I'm snatching up motherfuckers, snatching up bitches, snatching up motherfucking hearts, I'm doing all it is, what it is, what it do. Oh, and, and of course you can't forget the majestic chicken, um, the, the urban rat bird known as the pigeon as well. Um, all birds. He said all birds, hey, man, remember that. Pigeon Hey, the pigeon is a motherfucker, man. That motherfucker right there, boy. He, he don't give a fuck. He shit on everything. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's that's my dog right there. The pigeon is my is my hood nigga right there. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, or whatever you guys decide to celebrate, because it is 2020 after all. Uh, wow, yeah, so, so yeah, so Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, uh, Happy or yeah, Happy Kwanzaa. Um, Happy, um, just get a present from a bitch today, motherfucker shit. I don't know what the fuck you want to call it. All that, all the above. Alright, so, so check it out. Check it. Um, yeah, it's, uh, gonna be a brief episode in comparison to what we usually upload. Uh, but we wanted to give you guys a little something, something. So, here's us pushing this out into the universe. Thank you guys so much for listening and being a wonderful end to this this crazy dude, 2020 has me very jaded. I ain't gonna lie, man. Like, I, I don't like to be a negative person. I try to be an optimist, but when I've taken a good stock of inventory of the world around us in this past year with everything that's gone on, it's, it's, it's got my mind in a very weird position, man. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of glad that things have kind of pushed in the world to the way it is now. I mean, we're still dealing with this, uh, coronavirus. You know the the China virus pandemic, and uh, I mean yeah, I think well, all things all things considered, I think that we're kind of leaving this year on a relatively high note in comparison to what we've been through. The, the endless slog of bullshit. So trying to, you know, I agree. Yeah. So it, things could be a lot worse. Uh, but I thought that we could just spread some Christmas cheer and talk about something that I've been wanting to talk about in the show for a long time, but we'll touch on that in just a moment. Uh, first thing, first and foremost, is everyone's kind of been, and by the time this video and our podcast come out, there's probably going to be some indication on what's going forward, but the second stimulus, been talk, <laughs> this has been in and out of the news for months, and they finally came up with some variation of it to provide aid for those that were affected by the coronavirus. And, I mean, just from what I've seen, it's a load of dog shit. Um, Tim, what, what do you think? 
You saw the proposal. I mean, is well, this good, first, bad, and different? Uh, my question is, uh, fuck bro, it's all bullshit, number one. Let's get that out of the way. Number two, uh, uh, from my understanding, I thought this shit wasn't supposed to affect child support. Oh. You know what I'm saying? That's my thing. Well, let's back it up real quick. Can you please address that for me? Because that's new. I'm still going through a lot of the things that were included in this bill. So this is new. What What's this child support thing you're talking about in the bill? Okay, so, all right, so, okay, so for me, you know, you know, I, I'm, 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 of course, you know, those who don't know, I'm a father. Um, I have a, my oldest daughter, um, her mom is, how can I say this? A complete bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't, I don't talk, I normally, I normally don't talk like ill of her, but I mean, she's she's a she's a money hungry uh vindictive woman um and that and that's what i, I i've experienced with her this i mean and i've talked to several guys that you know have that same same type of experience uh with their with the mother of their child and it's sad because uh my relationship with my daughter is you know affected because i haven't seen my daughter since she was six years old she'll be 18 in february so it's like you know it sucks I mean, it is what it is, but, you know, beside that point, you know, it's like, you know, I'm behind on my child support because I haven't been able to work, you know, being retired from the military. Um, I, there's only a few jobs that I could actually work. Um, and that's why I went back to school so that I could better myself and, you know, give my, my children, um, at least a better shot at life, um, from a financial standpoint on my end. But, you know, being back, you know, being behind on child support, you know, I didn't even get the last stimulus. You know, and then the then we come to find out, somebody said, "Well, you know, it probably take it for, for child support." And I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, wait a minute!" From what I understood, it wasn't supposed to. It wasn't supposed to go to anything like that. You know, so therefore, even for somebody like me, you know, I'm still struggling. I'm still behind the eight ball because the simple fact is, even if I even if I'd have got any type of money that could have tried to help out to where I could do even something extra for. Not only my older daughter, but my my two younger children. I can't even do that because of that simple fact. So, you know, that's what I was wondering because someone told me that, and then, like I said, I didn't even get the stimulus. So now I'm like, well, fuck, I don't even give a damn about the damn stimulus because if it holds true to what it did the last time, it don't matter. It don't. It don't make no difference. I ain't still gonna get the damn thing, so I'm still gonna be struggling. You know, I think that the way that the the stimulus should work. I think that it should put child support into account. You know, it should put a pause on the interest and, and, and late payment fees and stuff like that because of the nature of the coronavirus pandemic. You're not the only one. Tens of thousands of fathers and, you know, mothers out there that do pay child support are being affected by this. I think there should be some sort of not, um, pause as far as payments that are due but as far as interest and fees that are occurred there should be some form of like like you know forgiveness for stuff like that and any excess funds that are designed to stimulate the economy to make sure that people do not enter poverty i do believe that that those should be put forward so that people aren't put into a harder position than they already are by the example that you gave that how does that better anybody when essentially that person getting child support is essentially getting two stimuluses. You see that that's where it's it's just illogical yes. and is is completely unfair. 
Well, my, my, my thing is this, man. I mean, when it comes to child support, like, I have no problem taking care of my kids. Uh, but some of these states, um, and I'm talking about Kansas and Texas in, in, in general, uh, the, the, the child support makes no sense. Uh, I'm paying $600 a month for a child that I have joint custody, um, with, but I haven't seen since she was six years old because her mom, um, plays a sister. Um, and it, it, it's frustrating because, you know, I don't consider myself a bad father. You know, have I made bad choices in my life? You know, as a man, yes. And sometimes even as a father, you know, you, you know, as a parent, you try to do the best you can for your kids. Uh, and in some situations, and I, and I can say safely for myself, um, early on, especially my, my oldest daughter's life, me being absent might have been the best thing, um, for her because I was dealing with such a tough time being in the military. Um, and I was so toxic, toxic to myself. I didn't want to be toxic to her. You know, she had a, a really good home life uh, with her mother and her stepfather. And I didn't want to disrupt that. And I felt like I was going to be a disruption no matter what I did. Um, and I didn't and I didn't want her seeing me like that. Uh, it's selfish. I, I, I And I'm talking about myself, you know, and I, I had to come to terms with this. I felt that it was selfish, you know, after dealing with, you know, going to counseling. This, I, I felt me being absent was selfish. I also felt it was a little cowardice. Um, because, you know, I just, I didn't know if she would accept me as her father. Um, and I didn't, and I didn't know if I wanted to take that, that risk. And, and, and I believe it was coward. I was being a coward. Um, but at the same time, also trying to deal with the PTSD, the anxiety, the depression, all that good stuff. Um, you know, say good stuff, trying to be nice. But dealing with all that, I, I, I think, you know, it's just, it was tough. So, you know, in that aspect, you know, the one thing her mother did was she took that as an advantage. She knew I was going to try to do whatever I could for my daughter. And she also knew that I wasn't going to fight her on a lot of stuff. So she took advantage of that. And that's what I see a lot when it comes to, when it comes to children, especially the fathers. It, this system is not set up. When I, when I say system, I talk about, especially when I'm talking about um, dealing with um, um, parents and, and their kids, especially fathers and their kids. It's 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 all for the women. You know, you 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 have a child with a woman, you might as well forget everything else as far as your life and what you want to do and trying to make a and trying to make you know financial, um, trying to have financial stability for your child and yourself. You might as well forget it. Especially if the woman is, like I said, vindictive and money hungry. Um, because you just, you, you don't have a fighting chance. And I seen, I saw a story on YouTube where a man was, had a child with a woman. He was given full custody because the mother, involved in drugs, wasn't trying to get off drugs, ended up going to prison. And then as soon as she got out of prison, even though this child has been with his father for, uh, almost, I think it was five, six years. Um, his, his, um, quality of life went up. Uh, he was doing so well in school and everything. And then as soon as she got out, she wanted, she wanted to fight for custody and the court awarded her custody. Now that to me is wrong. It's wrong on so many levels. The child was so much better off with the father. 
And in a lot of cases, the child is better off with the father. Um, and, and that's what, that's what irritates me. I mean, it, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying this because I'm black, but in this case, he was a black man. And you might as well forget that. You know what I'm saying? You already got, you already, you already behind eight ball now. You already, you already behind eight ball now. Being a black man, trying to fight for your child. It's like almost, it's almost like they look at you like, how dare you be black, a man, you know what I'm saying, and trying to fight for a better life for your child. How dare you do stupid stuff like that, sir? Screw you. Pay her $800 a month for child support. Even though she's, even though she was in prison for eight years. I'm like, what the hell? But I mean, that's what it feels like. I mean, I don't know what your thoughts on that are. I mean, you kind of hit the nail on the head with a lot of that, man. Um, and I, I just want to preface real quick. I don't want to say that these are like exclusively issues with men. I will acknowledge the fact that there are some women that go through some of this shit too. However, the light isn't shined upon yeah. for men. You know, there's a lot of men's rights and, you know, things that we experience as men because we are men and society has a certain viewpoint that like, oh, well, the, the, the mothers are better caregivers like that, that old adage when that's not a hundred percent always the case. Monty, I don't want to cut you off, man, but you said something that, 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 that sparked something and it reminded me of something. I was dealing with a, with a, with a guy that I served with. I, I served with, and he went through this. And you know what the court system told him? And this was, he was in, uh, I want to say Alabama. And he went and he was like, look, it's like, I'm trying to do whatever I can. And he's talking to the attorney general. He's talking to the, the, uh, the, the court system. He's talking to everybody. And, and, and they were like, he was like, look, I'm trying to do what I can. He's like, what are my rights as far as being a father? And you know what that, the, the attorney general told him? What's that? I'm going to be honest with you. This is what she told him. She's like, I'm gonna be honest with you. When it comes to stuff like this, you really don't have any rights. There's nothing, there's nothing, there's no rights for the father or the, or, you know what I'm saying, the man in the situation. And it's like, how is that right? So what you're telling me is, is that if a mother says that she doesn't, okay, and, and you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm pro-life and pro-choice. You know, and most people say, well, how the hell can you be like that? The reason why I say that is because if, if, let's say a woman's raped, you know, heaven forbid a woman's raped, she gets pregnant. I think it's pro-choice. And the reason why I say that is because, you know, a heart, I mean, I don't, and, and you probably don't either, Monty, but for our women listeners and viewers, I can't imagine how, or how hard it would be to have a child knowing that child's a product of a rape. I can't imagine the, 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 the reminder that child gives you of being like, Hey, this is a time in my life where this extremely bad thing happened in my life. You know what I'm saying? So in that, in that instance, I say it's poor choice. You know what I'm saying? Now, if you're, if you're, if you're in a relationship and you're with a guy and then you get a guy and you get pregnant, but you're like, Oh shit, I didn't want to have a child. I didn't want to have a child with the dude. I think it's pro-life because you just because you made a poor choice that doesn't give you the right to take another life. You know what I'm saying? But if it was if it's in a, if it's a product of of some traumatic experience, then I say you know what? Let her decide what she wants to do. 
Now, what gets me is you got these you got these women out there fighting. Well, it's my body. I'll do what I want to with it. And then you then you get a woman that gets pregnant, and all of a sudden she doesn't want to be in a relationship with a guy or the guy wasn't going to be in a relationship with her, but he still wants to have a child. It's like you give all the power to the woman, and the man has no say so. I think that's that's completely wrong. You know that that's because an interesting. There's a lot of guys that, that it's an interesting perspective, uh, ahead, to say the least. Well, it remind you know you. I said something that reminded you, and then you said something that reminds me. Um, <laughs> that's how it goes. That's how it works. Oh shit! My mom just bought another house. Good for her. Um. Anyway. Well, <laughs> yeah. Right. Um. <laughs> no, she actually bought one in Arizona, so she's actually instead of being eighteen hours away, she'll be like five hours away. So that's really awesome. good, actually. But no, so what I was about to say was, um, so I, I'm a writer, right? I write a lot of different stories and there's, um, there's a short story story. that, there's a short story that I've been working on, like off and on while writing Shelter. And, um, every now and then I go back to it, but it's not like my main focus. Shelter's my main focus. That series is like, that's my thing. Uh, this short story that I've been working on is called Second Son. And I wanted to kind of put um, put forward the idea of abortion and, you know, um, a person's rights over their child, like a woman's rights over their child, um, like a- abortion and stuff like that. Mm. But I also wanted to shine a light on men's rights. Right. And the way that I went about doing it was, um, and this was kind of sparked from, there was a, this issue with with a couple that had split up. But they had embryos stored, like they were fertilized embryos that were stored to be, you know, implanted at a later date. And so that genetic material is from both parents. Well, if the father wanted to move forward, he's allowed to because that's his genetic material, right? So if one party wants to move forward, then legally they have a right to their genetic material. They're allowed to. But you can't just say both parties kind of have to be in a grants, right? Um, to destroy it, but only one party has to be in agreement to kind of move forward with it. Um, and that, 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 and the reason why is because then the other party, if they do not want to move forward with utilizing that genetic material, then it's kind of like the whole sperm donor thing. You know, it's like, okay, well, you've donated sperm or you've donated an egg. You do not want to move forward with having this child. So what we're going to do is to kind of mediate things is that you will give up your rights, but you will also give up responsibility, which means no one will come after you uh, for compensation or anything like that right. or the production of this job, right? Um, don't have the thing in front of me because I wasn't prepared to talk about it, but it was a real thing that happened somewhere on the East Coast a couple of years ago. Right. So when I was writing Second Son, um, it's a little bit of sci-fi, but it takes place in the future. So, um, And the whole idea of designer babies was kind of like the for- forefront of the story. And this couple, this wealthy couple come mm-hmm. in, they want to have a child, they want it to be a boy, they kind of have their genetic code sequenced, they choose, okay, here's my genetic code, here's your genetic code, these are what we want from the pool of genetic material that we have, this is what we want our designer child to look like. So you can kind of like blueprint out your child before it's even fucking born. It's futuristic stuff, right? So the couple, they go forward, right? Right. Well, um... During the process of developing the embryo uh, in this laboratory, the embryo splits, and it's twins. 
well, the couple doesn't want twins. They only want oh. one, right? So they're like, well, we don't want both. We only right. want one, so we'll take this one and just discard the other one, right? So right. the woman gets impregnated with this embryo, and she has a miscarriage. Um, but little does she know that one of the doctors didn't want to have the other embryo go to waste. So unbeknownst to everyone else, um, they're working on like different human cloning techniques and stuff like that. Um, and there's a lot of red tape government stuff behind it. So instead of being able to move forward with it, they have this embryo. So the embryo was going to be discarded, right? So instead of discarding it, they're using the embryo in this artificial womb to see if they can develop, um, uh, humans in an artificial womb, right? They're testing out this artificial womb and they're using this embryo to do that. And so after she has a miscarriage, she comes in the, and she, you know, some time has gone on. It's like, okay, I, we, we want to try again. Um, so we want to have another designer baby. Let's see if we can get this to work again. And that's when she finds out that her embryo was not discarded and that it's still alive. And when she finds out about this, mm. she's, she's extremely upset. So now she wants, you know, she didn't want the embryo to begin with, right? Because from her perspective, right. I just want one, get rid of the other one. But now that she realizes that it's still mm -hmm. alive, she doesn't want it because that goes against her rights as a mother, right? Because that's her genetic material. So she mm -hmm. wants it to be aborted. Okay. So there, so a lot of this short story kind of goes into the ramifications of like, well, who's right? Who's wrong? This, that, and the other. And ultimately, the end of the story is the child is allowed to live. Because the father wants the child to live. Because he gives permission for his genetic material to stay alive. And that's that's ultimately the thing, uh, the, 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 the legal battle that goes between the laboratory and the individuals. It's kind of solved by the father because, hey, I want my genetic material to live on. And if it can, then fuck it. Yeah, let it live on. We won't have any rights over it. And that's fine because, you know, it, it's just something interesting that, that you had brought up that it's a story idea that I have come up with and I'm still in the process of writing, but it doesn't give a whole lot of answers because it's not designed to give a lot of answers. It's just designed to raise questions right. of, of ethics and w what is right, what is wrong. And, you know, wh where, where's the dividing line, you know, kind of thing. And it's very interesting well, because you don't hear, never, don't, you don't, you don't hear about a, a father. Like if a guy gets a girl pregnant and he wants the baby to live, but she wants to abort it, he has no say whatsoever. And I totally get it because it's her body, but I do think it is a very valid question. You know? I yeah, I mean... I think it's a, it's a beyond a valid question. I honestly think it's beyond a valid question because the thing is, is that unless she goes and gets artificially inseminated, she had to make that with somebody else, which means... You're also killing a part of him. You know what I'm saying? I, I you know, like I, like I said, I, I, I believe in, you know, you know, women having that, you know, that ability to say, hey, you know, well, you know, it's my body. It's, I agree with that. A hundred percent, you know, 110% agree with that. But it's like, where, 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 where do you say, okay, the man also has a say? Okay, that's that's my thing. Is like where 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 can he actually have a say? So you're basically saying it's okay to kill off a child, um, 
and you know people are can argue okay well you know well you know it's not really a live person until they reach a certain stage um some people say well you know at the time of conception you know that's 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 a live organism you know depending on how you want to break it down i mean like i said there's arguments on all sides for it but the thing is is that you know what I'm saying if you're in relation especially if you're in relation now okay if you're just promiscuous you know what I'm saying if you just if you're a female that goes out and you know you sleep with guys this is that number one it's your prerogative I don't really care I could care less but if you if you were definitely in a relationship but you may not be ready to have a child number one stop having sex because there's no hundred percent way to not have a child other than absent let's just get that out Okay, so anytime you have sex, whether it's with a condom, and I've had my, my, my oldest daughter is a condom baby and a birth control baby. So obviously, there is no 100% way to say, oh, well, you know, well, we use condoms or, you know, you know, the females on birth control. Oh, yeah, we'll, we, you know, you know, we're not going to get pregnant. Bullshit. There's no 100% way other than abstinence. Well, scissoring. So get that out of your head. Huh? Scissoring. Yeah, scissoring. <laughs> yeah, scissoring. Yeah, yeah. You can get you, you might be able to get away with that with scissoring. Um <laughs> But the thing is is there's no hundred percent way. So no. if you if you're out there if you're out there doing that, then understand you're running the risk every single time you get into bed with somebody that you're gonna get pregnant if you're a female. If you're a man, you're hundred percent there's a you know saying there's no hundred percent way that you won't get her pregnant. And the thing is if that's the case if, if something like that happens, I don't, in that situation, I don't think it's the woman's right to say whether she wants to have the baby or not. I think it has to be a discussion. There has to be something saying, especially if the man wants to have a baby, like, hey, look, you may not want the baby. That's fine. But how many, how many women give up, give up their baby for adoption? What's the difference? What's the real difference? And that's, that's my, that's, I think that's my argument when it comes to that. What's the difference between a woman giving her baby up for adoption to a complete stranger versus a woman just saying, I'm signing over my parental rights to the father because I don't want the child. Right. Did, I guarantee this, you after that conversation, after that conversation, he don't want to be with her. Go yeah. Ahead. And I've had, um, I've had the whole abortion discussion on my live stream before. Um, I will argue with anyone about anything is the live stream I typically do on Twitch. And, you know, I've had the abortion conversation many times. And I've had men uh, talk to men about it. I've talked to women about it. And it's very, it's a very divisive topic. And essentially, the argument almost universally boils down to the rights of the woman's body, right? And I've heard the conversation that, you know, the men's rights to his genetic material, I've heard that come up and yada, yada, yada. But never in all the times does the topic of this life form that's inside the woman's body, right? The, the, the rights of the life. Right, form, right. Correct. That's like, I hear about like, oh, it's a life. It's a living creature murder if you abort it. I've heard that argument. Let's boil it down to human rights. Right. If, we're, if you're going to bring up the rights to a woman's body, which, hey, man, you, men, women, etc., you have a right to your body. You have the right to autonomy. I totally right. 100% agree with that. However, when you're pregnant, I do believe that that life form, that human being inside you, whether it's breath, it's first uh, breath of oxygen or not, it's still a living entity right. that has its own rights. 
tell me why when, when a right. pregnant woman is murdered, why is it a double homicide? It's because it's recognized as a living <laughs> entity. You know what I mean? So if that wasn't, you know, it's like if that yeah. wasn't the case, yeah. then what about the rights of the child? Yes, a hundred percent. And 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 you know, I'm glad you said that because it's funny how when it comes to the law, how it works as far as you know them prosecuting somebody for, like you said, a double murder. It's funny how that works, you know. And all of a sudden, it's 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 a double homicide because a woman's pregnant. And and the thing is, is there's no, there is no, and, and I want you to look this up if you can right now. There is no clear definition of when it becomes a double double murder. There's not, it's not state, it's not uh trimester one. It, it, I don't think it's, I don't think it's classified as trimester one, trimester two, trimester three. There's no clear indication of when it becomes double murder. If that woman is pregnant and she ends up getting killed by somebody, and both that woman and that child dies. It's double murder. There's no, there's no clear, as far as I know. I'm not a law, I'm not a law okay. uh, professor. I'm not an attorney. Yeah, All right. So it. very quick. So this is just like the third search on Google for pregnant, uh, pregnant murder, double homicide by Google. Third thing that came up is a PDF from, I believe it's homicide.org, Center for Homicide Research. Uh, is the death of a fetus considered a homicide? Yeah. And it goes into different court cases of is a fetus a person? Uh, when does birth happen? Uh, legislative responses, different classifications of crimes against women or crimes against the fetus, like what is justified as what? Uh, implications for investigators and researchers because you, you got to toe the line somewhere. So it's it's a PDF that's got quite a bit of information in it. Um, and so just get a quick glance. By contrast, a state which has no viability requirement may be addressing the harm inflicted on pregnant women. So basically what that means is it boils down to the state. Okay. And I think that this is something that's also very telling for, you know, social ramifications in this country. All right. Let's say I murdered my, uh, a pregnant woman, right? Mm -hmm. And let's say you murdered a pregnant woman. Societally speaking, depending on which state that we're in, you could be charged for a double homicide, whereas me, I could just be charged for a homicide, just based upon um, uh, different stigmatisms based upon our region in the United States, right? There could be some prosecutors that want to put that example of, oh, oh, black on white crime or whatever, you know what I mean? Or as for someone like me, just based upon right. my skin color, I could get that passed. Like, well, hold on, in our state, we don't know what the justification is. Also, he has no prior offenses or anything. It's just a hum. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's right. those societal injustices yes. when it comes to our, um, to our justice system that kind of, you need to have it spelled out, man. You know, you can't, I, you know, and we've touched on this whole yes. thing before about, in, about racial injustices in our justice system and how fucking screwed up it is. How someone with a dime bag of weed just yes. because they're black can get five years in prison, whereas someone that's white that fucking beat the <laughs> shit out of someone with a violent, as violent battery offense can only get like a year and a half and then probation for good behavior right. while in. That's the kind of shit that just doesn't make any fucking yes. sense to me. You know, that needs to be straight across the board. No, I right. understand that states have the autonomy to kind of deal with their justice system how it is. But even in individual states, there's mass discrepancies when it comes to racial inequality in our justice system. And that definitely needs to be addressed. Just throwing that out there. Okay. No, that's a 100% right. 
Um, and that's and I think that's that to me, you know, what you just said, I mean, just pretty much, you know, it hits everything as far as where we're at in society. Is is all the different um I wanna say, um I don't wanna say this. The um I'm not gonna say injustice. I'm not gonna say the, the uh, I don't wanna say this. Um man. Um Irregularities. Okay, irregularities, yeah, I guess you could say. Um um crap. Uh inconsistencies. Um, well yeah, inconsistencies, definitely. Um but that, I mean, that pretty much, that, that, that kind of goes with all of that. It's, it's just that, you know, how can you have, have the law, okay? The law is in black and white. We all know this, right? But how is it that, you know, like you just said, you know, you have, you know, somebody that commits the exact same crime, you know, and you've got two people that commit the exact same crime, right? But one gets a stiffer, longer penalty than the other. And the only difference is they're one's white, one's black. And I'm talking about they could be to the point where they both have never had any prior. They both have never been in, been in trouble with the law. They both have never had any type of uh, negative thing done or said, said about them or, or anything like that. But yet still, because like you said, Maybe, maybe it's because somebody, maybe because they were one state and the other two, one from another state. And then, like you just said, you know, oh well, you know, we don't have any real definition of how this should be prosecuted, this and that. So therefore, because of this, we're going to prosecute this one this way, and we're going to prosecute the other one that way. It, I mean, this is why, this is why there's been, there's been so much of a divide in America with a lot of this stuff is because of that. It's because, you get a black person or a white person, and they commit the same crime. And I mean, and, and I know, I know, Monty, you've seen stuff like on Facebook, you've seen stuff on YouTube, you've seen stuff, you know, throughout, um, you know, the internet where you have, you know, um, uh, a person that commits a crime, and then they they compare it to another crime, and it and it be the exact same crime, and then yet still, you know, the the, the minority or the, the black person, you know. And I, you know, it's kind of hard for me to call black people minorities, um, because honestly, if you if you take a demographic um, uh, survey now, white people are becoming more minority minority than anybody else, um, and it's because of the influx of blacks, the influx of uh, uh, the Latino community, the influx of Asian community. Uh, there's there if, if we honestly take a let's, let's, if we honestly take that census. And see exactly how many white people are in America versus any other ethnic group. I'm, I'm willing to bet. I'm not going to say I'm 100%, but I'm willing to bet white people are becoming more of a minority than anybody. Now, the majority when it comes to holding positions of power, but I, I, I'm willing to bet overall in America, they're, they're becoming more minority. And that's the thing is that that's where I try to get. You know, so I do my I do my best to try to educate um, the black community on my side, especially with, with the ones I deal with. 
That's where you have to understand. You know what I'm saying? We have power, but at the same time, the people that are in the position of power don't look like us. They don't look like Latino group. They don't look like the Asian group. They don't look like the Native American. They look like white people. And that's what you have to understand. Is that we, we, we talk all this stuff. We, we talk about, you know, Black Lives Matter. We talk about all this equality stuff. But who are we really talking to? Are we making the right stand as far as going to people and saying, hey, look, you're in a position of power. Let me talk to you. Let me, let me, let me try to educate you on where, why there is such a problem. And, and, and this is, this is what goes on with this. It's the same thing, but it, it's the same thing with anything else. Same thing with, 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 with like we talked about when it comes to abortion, men's rights, this, this, and that. Who are we talking to? Are we talking to the people that can actually make the change? Because let's be honest, politicians, you might as well forget that. Because, Monty, you can agree. Oh, yeah. You can agree. Look at the politicians that are in office right now. How many politicians are under the age of 40? Not many. How many politicians are under the age of 50? How many politicians are under the age of 50? Not as many as are above. Right. Now, here's what you got to understand. Think about that age group. Think about where they grew up. Think about the mentality of where they're at as far as their morals and their standards and, and, and what they believe in. They're still they're still putting policy and laws into effect based on how they grew up. So tell me where those politicians that are in office right now, especially the ones that are over 50, are making laws and putting things in effect that truly benefit the rest of America. So currently, um, currently the youngest politician is also one of the most historically divisive. Uh, I mean, at least that I've seen in my lifetime. And that, of course, is um, going to be AOC, um, followed directly by Abby Frankener. Hearing that fucking name for the first time. Um, look, I even talked about I talked about this earlier in my live stream while I was waiting to get a hold of you. Um I, I am like pro term limits, okay? Like I don't, I'm not a big fan of career politicians. I understand the mindset of having someone that is experienced in politics being in office. You know, that's why we have majority and minority leaders, okay? People that have kind of been a part of this for a while. Yeah. I mean, hell, even if you like, all right, three terms, even if you said four fucking terms, that'd be fine with that. Yeah, let them have longer terms in the president or whatever, right? But the fact is that you have members of Congress that have been in office for 40 plus fucking years, siphoning off the American people, not getting fuck all done is just fucking absurd. OK, and I don't agree with AOC. I don't like 90 percent of the shit that comes out of her mouth. OK, I don't feel that everything oh, that AOC. Mine. Mine oh, what's up? Mine. I don't mean to cut you off. Hit me. I already know you already said the very beginning. I already know you said the very beginning of the podcast. Not gonna be a long podcast, but this right here, sir, is gonna make it a long podcast. Yes, you are 100 right. I, I'm, all I'm gonna you know, say, I'm real gonna quick, say. is that I wish to God. <laughs> here's the thing: I don't like AOC, but I'm fucking glad that she's in office because she is my generation. Mm -hmm. She's in the same age bracket as me, and even though I don't agree with half the shit she says, I'm glad that someone from my generation 
with a lot of my generation's like thought patterns of progressive movements is at least in office. Right. That's what I'll touch on yes. for that discussion right now. Because, you know, like you said, yes, you sir. have these people that have been in for so freaking long. There are people that, that aren't from your age demographic that are the majority in fucking Congress that aren't holding up your values. You know what I mean? Or the values of your generation. Yes. And I'm right there with you. And, 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 and to go and, and to hit on something you already said, uh, and expand on that, um, is the fact that I don't agree with terms. I don't agree with how, how, how these, how these terms are for these, uh, senators, um, and representatives now. There should never be life time. I don't even, I don't even agree with that with the, when it comes to the Supreme Court. Oh, yeah. And the reason why I say that is because, because the thing is, things change. If you got, okay, here's the thing. Okay, I'm gonna ask you a question, Mark. Hit me. Who do you think, who do you think the most racist people, and I'm, I, I'm talking about, and I'm, I, I'm putting it out, the racist people in America are. Who do you think, who do you think the racist people, the most racist people in America are? The oldest. You said what? The oldest. Oldest what? Oh, the oldest men. Um, uh, okay. The oldest Red. white men, I guess. I don't know. Wrong. Okay. Oldest black men. Okay. And I'm going to tell you why. It's because they live through all of the bullshit yes. that's going on. That's it. Now, yes. As soon as you started yes. saying it, yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and the reason why I say that is because they lived through all the shit. They lived through, you know, the, the, the March on Washington. They, they lived through, you know, the civil rights. They lived the through, Jim Crow you know, laws, the fucking segregation. Yes. Yes. And the reason why I say, yeah, you'll find, you'll find racist, old racist, racist white dudes, you know, if they're still alive, you'll find them out there, you know, whatever. But the old, the, the old, old black men, that are racist, they're not only racist against white people, they're racist against black people of newer generations. Because they don't understand, because they know, they know, they know for a fact the majority of them, and I mean the vast majority of, of the new generation, don't understand what it really means to go through true racism. They don't understand what it really means to truly fight for something that means something. You know, when I was Michael's you know, I've talked, age, I've talked, I've talked, I've... when I was Michael's age, we learned about the Civil War and the shit behind it. We learned right. about the freedom of slavery and all right. that shit. Michael's generation, they barely touched right. on it and fucking moved on. And like me, me and Ash, we sat down exactly. and we had several nights explaining to him where we came from and why it's important that we don't fucking forget that shit, you know? You need to learn our history. We need to yes. understand where we fucking came from and why there are issues that stem today. You know, there are still a lot of injustices that are going on because of history. Yeah, and you saying that, I'm going to tell you right now, the realest thing Donald Trump ever said in his four years of office, the realest thing he ever said, and I really want not only our white listeners, but especially, well, not only our black listeners, but especially our white listeners to hear what I'm about to say. Right. The realest thing Donald Trump ever said in his four years of office was this statement that got so much. They're like, "Oh my God, I can't believe he said it." <laughs> was he said, and he was talking because this this was like a big sub so so called big uproar in the black community and the Black Lives Matter shit going on. If you do not know your history, 
you're doomed to repeat it. Absolutely. That was the one time and only time that I ever agreed with Donald Trump. And the reason why I say that is to say this. It's because in black culture, I'm going to say, okay, there's two cultures in America right now that I stand up for. One is black, the black culture. Um, and when I say black culture, I mean like like African American culture. I'm not talking about black culture as far as the rappers and all that bullshit and all this other <laughs> fucking shit that they're doing and dancing and all that. I'm not talking about that bullshit. I'm talking about African American culture as far as us first come to the country. And the other one is the Native Americans. Why? Because the Native Americans, they're native to this country. They're the only ones that have the 110,000% right to this land. They're the only ones. Okay, we were taken from, and when I say taken from, we were taken from, but also sold into slavery by fellow Africans. They don't want to talk about that shit. They don't want to talk about that 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 that, that part of American history. They don't want to talk about that because they they don't want to. They, no, especially Africans. I mean, now, now Africans in Africa don't really give a damn because you know why? I'm they weren't out. sold off. Right. They weren't sold off, number one. Number two, they have moved past it. This is what, this kind of goes back to our, our one of our, our, I think, earlier podcasts. I don't know if it's our first one. Or for our second one, we talked about reparations. Might second one, we talked about reparations. We also did a, oh, okay, me, quick one. plug, quick plug. Um, follow us on our Patreon for the bonus content. We, we go pretty deep into Black Lives Matter, deep on the police which we've talked on on podcasts before, we, we go far further into those discussions on our Patreon. Yes. $1 a month, you get a ton of extra content, um, not just videos, yes. not just audio. You also get um, uh, the written Six Years of Spoon, my experience in the U.S. military. That's something I'm putting up for you guys. Go ahead and check that out. Patreon.com yes. forward slash RTMT podcast. Sorry, Tim. Just had to throw that plug out there. Go ahead and continue. No, that's good. That's good. That's good. Because I've been watching the. Look, I'm, I'm, I, I subscribe to I pay a dollar a month for that. You know what I'm saying? So, because I want to hear some of the extra bonus content. You know what I'm saying? So, if I'm doing it, damn it, you need to do it too. Yeah, and it won't let do me. It, so. I will find out where you live. <laughs> I will find out where you live, and I'll make you do it. I'm playing. I'm playing. I won't do that. Yes, I will. Anyways, um, as I was saying, <laughs> but they don't. They don't want to teach that. They don't want to teach the fact that there were Africans that were selling Africans into slaves. Okay? They, they don't want to teach that kind of stuff. But like I said, I, I, I stand up for, you know, African Americans as far as the, 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 the history of it, as well as Native Americans. I, honestly, I'm going to be honest with you. Even though I am black, I stand up more for, in this, in this country, for Native American rights and history than I do for black American rights in history. Because the simple fact is, their whole existence was almost and damn near wiped out because somebody else wanted to come in, take their land, and start a new and start a new a new country. That's why that's why I I, I think I think what really turned me off with Donald Trump was when he started that bullshit campaign to make America great great again. And I've always argued, when was America great? At what point in time in history was America ever great? They came to this country. They tried to establish, they tried to establish their fucking shit. And they took from 
the Native Americans. So at what point in time were they were they actually ever great? Because it's not what it's not like they came here to share with the Native Americans. It wasn't like you know what I'm saying they decided to come here and work their asses off to make this country great. No, they they brought over they they, they once first out after they took the, the Native Americans you know land and and, and killed off and tried to kill them all. Then they went to Africa and then took people from there to come over here to do their fucking work. So you tell me when America was great. Please tell me. Because even now, in 2020, back in 2021, America has never been great. So that's that, that's my argument in terms of that. But like I'm saying, man, I'm telling you, my boy, it's going to be a short one. No, this is still relatively short in comparison to everything else. I mean, look, so I'm trying to take... You're right, you're right on it. I've been, I've been trying to not argue with people. Because I told you earlier, I've been, this year has made me very, this year has made me very jaded. And I've been taking a lot of inventory of my own political affiliations. I gotta set you off, I gotta set you off real quick. I gotta set you off real quick. This episode of Real Talk is brought to you by Paul Masson. It's, 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 I'm not drinking the juice today. I'm drinking Palmasan. This is my dog. I don't know. If, I don't, actually, I don't know who Palmasan is. I'm going to find out. If I find out he's a slave owner, I'll probably still drink this shit. So, uh, anyways. <laughs> well, I've been t- trying to take a lot of self-inventory from my political affiliations, right? That doesn't mean I'm jumping from the Republican ship to the Democrat ship. What that means is is I'm taking a, I'm taking a wider look at the rationale behind the things I believe. And seeing if there needs to be any adjustment. I'm looking at the op- opposition okay. and seeing, do they have any ideas that I'm missing out on? You know, is there any rationale behind the madness that, that I just wasn't getting before that I should probably take a closer look at? And yeah, my political affiliations have shifted. So, you know, I've always seen myself as moderate leaning conservative. Now I'm more so kind of centralized on moderate, mainly because of the whole, whole pandemic thing and, and how we should react to providing aid for people most affected. Right. So economically, I have some some, some right. conservative shifts to to be a little bit more liberal. Now, given said that, right. Given said that, I'm trying really hard not to argue with people. Really hard. I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to be very mindful. Okay. And it's very difficult have to. I, have I talked to <laughs> I I know I it's like you just don't give a fuck what people think, you know, but. This is like, a, it's exactly. a self, it's a journey of self-discovery. Cause I'm trying to see like, where, where do I fit into all this? You know, cause I, that, like I said, it's a go self-discovery ahead, thing. So when you say, when's America? So when you say, when's America ever been great? My first thought when you say that is like, well, I think America's always been great. When you put us on a global scale, you compare us to other nations. Fuck man, America's the shit. However, and then when you bring in the whole Native American thing, and I'm like, yeah, that's kind of fucked up. I don't know, man. There's certain bits of information that when you toss in, you do the reevaluation. It's like, well, wait, hold on. Given this new piece of information that technically isn't fucking new, hmm, let me let me think about that. You know, like given given the the proper context, it's shit gets fucking messy, man. Um, yeah, but like we said, we're not trying to make it crazy long, so uh, I guess today we'll end there. No, no, this is some shit that we need to talk about. This is some shit that we need to fucking get right now. All right. Listen, let me tell you something, okay, America. 
Um, here's my thing. And mind you brought you know, Swiss parties and this and that. Um, and I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, I'm a type of person. I've never been Democrat. I've never been Republican. I register as Republican only because job-wise, you, you realize some, you know, in America, job-wise, they'll look at that. They'll, they'll see, oh, well, you're a registered voter. Okay, cool. Who do you register with? And because the vast majority, you know, and I, and I live in Kansas, Kansas is a Republican state. So, therefore, wherever I'm at, that's where I register. I register at. I, I find out if they're Republican, I find out if they're Democrat. And I will register as that. Just because they do look at that kind of stuff. Now, my thing is this. I believe, I'm talking about 100%. Hundred percent. Let's deal with percentages. Okay. Hundred percent. I believe eighty-five to ninety-five percent of all politicians are corrupt. They don't give a shit about America. They only want to line their pockets. We, you and I, might have had this private discussion. I'm gonna say this openly. I'm gonna say this so that all our listeners can hear this. One year being a politician, you can be a multi-millionaire. Okay, understand. Oh, easy. Majority of the politicians that are in office do not give a shit about America. They do not give a shit about the constituents. They only care about lining their pockets. I am not saying there's not good politicians. I'm not saying that there's not people there out there trying to do the right thing. But the majority of them, especially the ones that can really make a difference, don't give a fuck about you, me, or anybody else in this fucking country. They don't give a shit about making sure they are millionaires. They're staying in Washington, D.C., or where the fuck they're at. They're not paying any fucking taxes. And they are just pocketing money. They're getting paid by lobbyists. They're getting paid by all these corporations. They're getting paid just to make decisions that benefit those people that are lying their pockets. OpenSecrets.org. See who your see who your district leader is owned by. You can see all their campaign contributions yeah. and the top fucking ten uh, contributors are always corporations. It's always a corporation that's that's some some member of Congress the in their pocket. And that's the thing that gets me when it comes to that shit. Is that people will sit there, they, they want to bitch, they want to complain about, you know, oh well, you know, we're, you know, um, you just keep putting people in, in, in office and you have no idea who the fuck they are. I mean, okay, let me put it this way. If you're a parent, you have a young child. Are you just going to let somebody come into your house and babysit your child without actually checking their qualifications? What happens if that person you let come in to babysit your child or become a nanny or whatever is a child molester? That's my thing. Is that don't bitch about stuff not being changed if you're not putting people in place that can actually change something. You know, we bitch, people bitch about the people in office now, but Number one, people, okay, 
let's be honest with you. Okay, Monty, you, you can back me up on this. People, how many people bitch about Trump and all? A lot. A whole how lot many of people, people. bitch about Obama. A whole lot of people. How many people bitch about Obama? A lot of people. Right. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. I voted for Obama. I didn't vote for Trump. I didn't vote for Hillary Clinton. You know what I did? I can put myself on the ballot. But anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> I voted for my damn self. Anyways, fuck that. Um, but here's the thing. People bitched about Trump. And there was even some Trump supporters that bitched about a lot of shit Trump was doing. You put him in office. You know, and a lot of people that, that didn't vote for Trump said, well, no, I didn't put him in office. He didn't win the popular vote. He won the electoral vote. I agree with that. I, I honestly, I honestly don't understand or, or know why we still even have electoral college. You know, I understand why it was put in place to begin with. Well, basically what you're saying is, as a country, we don't believe in the people that are voting. We don't trust you as, as a vote. So therefore, we're going to put people that can actually put a vote in that will put the right person in. That's, that's, to me, that's what that's saying. So therefore, I guess when I look at it, I can say, well, then America's not truly a, a democracy. <laughs> because still, even though the people voted for somebody, they're still not getting their vote. Their vote still doesn't really count because of the electoral college. Hillary Clinton, when Trump won, won the popular vote. Somehow Donald Trump still won and was in office. You know what happens if there's a tie? If someone doesn't get a majority? Um, it comes down to this interesting tiebreaker, right? So if the electoral votes are split in such a way to where no one gets a majority, right? Uh, and that's the majority, like, what, I think it's like the, the 270, 370, what, whatever the fucking magic number is, right? If you, if someone doesn't reach the magic right. number that gives you the majority, what ultimately happens is that there's this interesting way of a tiebreaker, right? But the tiebreakers don't work very well. You have somewhere like California, which I believe is 55 electoral votes, but in this tiebreaker situation, mm -hmm. the entirety of the state of California gets one single vote the entire state of texas gets one wow. single vote the entire state of new york gets one single vote for who they want to be president every yeah, state know. gets a single vote for president that dramatically shifts the power so a lot of rural states montana north and south dakota uh nebraska kansas to some extent these states that don't have as many delegates Hell, fucking Alaska. They all get one vote. But because there are far more of those rural states, they have far more power because they're most likely going to be voting for the same person. So, in the... Uh, I didn't know that. And in that event, if there, let's say there's a... Because historically, there have, there have been... There's been a what? Uh, no one got a majority. It was a four-way tie. I think this was like 170, 200 years ago, something like that. Um... And, you know, and the way they do this yeah. is, um, I think, uh, they, they, they choose a president and then either the House or Senate votes for vice president. And you could have a president and vice president from two completely different fucking parties. All right. Because that's just how yeah. it boils down to the fucking vote. But 
the shit's so fucking janky, man. Like this, like when you really boil down into the fuck the way our amendments are are written and everything, it's a fucking mess. Okay, this is this is a two hundred and fifty year old system that just hasn't aged very well. Yeah, and that's that's I mean that's that's the point. You're talking about a system that was put in place that has not conformed to modern times. We wonder why, and I'm, now I'm speaking to, uh, okay, now I'm speaking on behalf of Black America. White America wonders why Black people are still so up in arms with racism, uh, inequality, um, police brutality. They're, 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 they're like questioning, you know, you know, well, you know, racism, you know, well, slavery was 400 years ago. Get over it. But has it really been 400 years? I mean, really, has it really been 400 years? Because in some form, we're still conformed to slavery. We're still conformed to, to, uh, to, to racism. And the thing is, now I'm not talking about any race. There's still slavery going on now. I mean, we're slaves to our, to our, to our, um, cell phone providers. We're slaves to our internet providers. We're slaves to credit. We're slaves to, um, everything else that's going on. People think slavery just only, is, is only localized to someone working in the field and getting hit with a whip. And they don't really look like, they don't really understand what slavery really is. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's what they, that's, that's what gets me is that you don't really understand what slavery really is. Slavery means you don't have a choice. Think about in your life, how many things that are in your life that you really actually don't have a choice about? You know, that's, that's not that's, many. That's me. That's me thinking. Yeah, that's, that's me thinking though. So that means if you don't have a choice, that means you're a slave. That means you only can do one thing. I mean, it's kind of, and I mean, like I said, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, it's like you're right. There, the one of the big things that I, especially in the past twelve, what uh, like fourteen, fifteen months, that I've really paid a focus on is my credit score. My credit score has jumped up two hundred points plus in the past year alone because I've been hitting that shit like a fucking video game trying to get my high score right. But one of the things I've noticed is how difficult it is for me to have access to information that is critical and crucial to me developing myself um, as a citizen in this country, as, as just a person on this planet. My credit score is a very vital piece of who I am. It's, 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 it's an economic history of how viable am I economically and whether or not I can have a certain level of purchasing power, whether or not like if my debt to income ratio is viable for different banks, for different loans, any way that I can establish myself and be successful in this world, that is a critical point of information, not just the score, not just the number, but also the history tied to it. But I'm allowed one free report right. a year. But anywhere I go, damn near anyone can look up my shit if I'm trying to get an apartment, if I'm trying to get a credit card. I mean... There's so many different avenues and where other people can address and look at my credit, but it's very difficult and costly for me to do, do be able to do it on my own. That's the kind of shit that's like, mm. you know, 
we're, we're economic uh, slaves uh, to this, this obscure system where we're not allowed to know all this critical information at any given time. And, and it's like the thing that I've been doing with months now working with lawyers is getting things on my credit score that should be removed. Case in point, I had a card repossession, right? Chrysler Capital, right? right. Yeah, shit happens. That debt has been paid off. However, that debt was paid right. off after the debt was sold. Chrysler Capital no longer owned the debt. The debt went to investment retrievers. Therefore, when I paid out my settlement, I paid investment retrievers who then notified and gave them, um, you know, they, they benefited from it because they bought the debt from, from Chrysler Capital. Tell me why on my credit score, it says that I owe Chrysler Capital and that I owe investment retrievers. Legally, because that debt was sold off, Chrysler Capital shouldn't even be on my credit score anymore. Investment retriever should because sure, that's I'm, the debt. Sure. It's the same debt twice. That's not that's not cool. That's not allowed. That's one of the things I've been fighting to get sure. removed. Sure, I'm gonna need you to stop, okay? Because <laughs> once again, okay, you are you're fucking up right now. You're just you're just opening up another can of worms, okay? Because you know what? That's one thing. That's one thing most Americans. I'm not talking about black, white. I, I'm talking about Americans. I'm talking about people in this country don't understand. Once your stuff goes to collection, you realize what happened is, number one, let's say, okay, let's say you said, you talked, you talked about it, you brought it up, Lonnie, um, you had a repossession. Once that repossession goes to a different company, you're actually not beholden to whatever the contract was. Oh, that is true. Yeah. So therefore, therefore, you never signed a contract with, with, a, with whoever was trying to collect the debt, you've never signed a contract. No, you're right. So therefore, even in so, so even in the court of law, you're not beholden to that contract. Which means any company that is dumb enough to sell your 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 contract or whatever they talked about talked about drawing to to a debt collection, they're dumb because number one, you never signed a contract. Which means if they're trying to collect on anything. They can't collect, which is why I tell people, if they talk about your, well, oh, well, you haven't paid this, this, and this, so if your stuff goes, we're going to, we're going to, your stuff's going to go in collection. What happens when your stuff goes to collection, that means they sell your stuff to collect. However, you never sign a contract. How they get you is by getting you on the phone and having you verify the information. Because once you verbally verify the information, you just verify that now, because they own your contract, now you're beholden to them. And th so by that... never verifying who you are, never verifying the contract, never verifying the information, you don't fall into anything they're trying to do. You know, it's a very interesting thing. When you know the house I lived at in uh, the apartment in the same complex as you outside of Fort Drum before I went to Korea. Oh yeah, yeah. Never yeah. once paid my electric bill. The wonderful thing about Jefferson County is that because of how bad the winters get, they cannot turn off your electricity because a lot of the heaters run off of electricity, right? So right. I never paid my, my electric bill, which, you know, it's poor decisions on my part, but is what it is. Uh, that was one of the things that fell off my score because they sold it. They reached out and I did the same thing. I did not agree to it on the phone, this, that, and the other. And eventually it just went away, you know, after the seven years. You know, that was one right. of the things that just poof, vanished off my credit score. 
you know, because enough time had elapsed, right? The thing with the whole investment retrievers thing is I made the mistake because didn't fucking know that investment retrievers, I still thought it was Chrysler Capital. So when I contacted Chrysler Capital to settle my debt with them so I could get get rid of that, improve my credit score and move on, they then transferred me to investment retrievers. Right. And then, you know, not thinking anything, I had the money on hand. Hey, let's just take care of this now. I want this shit taken care of. Right? So yeah, I could have I could have right. saved a whole chunk of money on that, but I'm just glad that it's at least the debt's paid and it's no longer in a negative status. I'm at the point now where it's like, okay, right. I don't mind if one or the other is in a paid settlement um closure on my credit score. One or the other. It's the same fucking debt. Don't don't have two people put the same fucking debt there. That's the shit that I've been fighting with for a few months now. Um well, actually, right. since the summer. Yeah, so like six months now I've been fighting that. Uh, but I did get the child support removed, which I've talked with you about mm. that, the bogus child support. They have $43,000 in back child support uh, that was never supposed to be there in the first place because it, without going into a huge thing, it just wasn't supposed to be there. We took care of it, zeroed out the balance, didn't know anything, fully paid off took forever for that to be removed and finally that got removed and the history tied to it because they had what ever they backdated it to when he was born because in california uh, the child support agency acts as a debt collector it, they don't work with the the courts very very well they just kind of go off of someone's word right so if someone comes in and says hey this person knows me child support and they're the father okay um then we'll start collecting off of them and then any state benefits that you get for the child that that is then owed by the father and that was a pain in the ass to to even address initially but i took care of it and it took about a year and a half to finally get resolved so the, the takeaway is you guys got to fight man you guys got to you got to research and be knowledgeable about the things in life that the world works in very mysterious fucked up ways that we didn't design, but they're unfortunately there. But the more you know about it and the more that you can address those particular illogical situations, the better prepared you are to fight them. And if you put enough persistence in and enough dedication to, to getting what is yours, you can fucking get it. All right? Don't just roll over and yeah. allow this bullshit to fucking carry on. Okay? Agree. Um, and I mean, that's one thing I've, I've fought with, uh, on my shit. Um, and that's, I mean, it's, it's a hundred percent right. You know, don't just roll over, um, just because you may not be as knowledgeable. Research. I mean, fuck, internet has made it damn near easy for the dumbest son of a bitch in America <laughs> to fucking find out any information you need to find out. I mean, seriously. I mean, you, all you got, seriously, go to Google or, or, or Safari, whatever, and just start typing how to, and all of a sudden, you get all this shit that just kind of starts popping up. You know, it, it's just like, little, you really don't have to do much. Um, but that's the problem is that you don't have to do much, but still people are not even willing to do that. They're not even willing to do the bare minimum. Uh, and I think that's why America has been such, in such a decline, uh, when it comes to the rest of the country, because most Americans are not willing to do much unless it's given to them. Unless it's, it's, it's handed to them, um, or somebody else does it for them. And it's bullshit. You know, I, I, I'm sorry. I just, I just, I, I disagree with, with that shit. 
when it comes to stuff like that, you know, stop complaining about your situation if you're not willing to do something to change it. You know, I'll, I'll tell people, you know, and I've had a discussion on my uh, on my personal podcast with the state coach, or coach Tim Simpson, um, you know, and there's been people that have said, you know, well, you know, you know, when it comes to athletes, especially black athletes, you know, they don't have the this, this, this opportunity. Bullshit. You may, okay, here's the thing. You may not have the same resources, but we all have the same opportunity. Resources, opportunities are two completely different things. Use what you have to get where you need to go. Once you get to where you need to go, then your resources grow. Once your resources grow, use that as an opportunity to go further. Use what you have. Get to where you need to be and then push to get started. I don't want to hear that bullshit anymore. I don't hear. I don't hear that bullshit from black people. I don't hear that bullshit from fucking anybody. I don't hear. I, I'm getting tired of hearing that bullshit from people in general when it comes to terms of, especially when it comes to this damn country. Stop making excuses for you not being where you think you want to be. If you're not putting in the work, fuck you. That's all I gotta say. Fuck you. Eat a dick. Follow the nut. Lick my ass. That's all I gotta say. Word. <laughs> Alright, so I, I keep bringing up a whole lot of rabbit hole shit. Tim, is there anything else that you wanted to touch on before we move to close out? Uh, no, I think, I mean, honestly, I think there's more things to discuss. But like I said, I mean, this, we got on here for this, for this episode. Um, it was just one of those things where we were going to say, you know, hey, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year <laughs> kind of thing. And it turned into, you know, suck my dick, uh, swallow nut, and eat my ass. Yeah. Um, but, uh, <laughs> anyway, no, I mean, my thing is this, is that America, I don't think, and I, and I got a different point of view, uh, I don't think America's ever been great, but I think the potential for it being the greatest country in the world and in history is always there. Um, as long as we get a past bullshit, as long as we get past the excuses, um, I think that um, we can be a great nation if we just learn to find the common ground. Uh, and I'm talking about all sides. I'm talking about white people, I'm talking about black people, uh, and I'm talking about, you know, anybody else in between. Um, like I said, let's not forget, the only people that are native to this country is the Native Americans. Um, so unless you're, unless you're Native American, uh, shut the fuck up. Uh, that's, that's, that, I guess that's about my biggest takeaway when it comes to this shit. Is shut the fuck up unless you're Native American. Uh, realize that you still have an opportunity and in most cases more, an op- more of an opportunity than some people. Uh, so take advantage of those opportunities that you do have. Take advantage of the resources you have. Grow from it. Alright, we can be a great nation. I want us to be a great nation. I want I want to feel like that the time that I served wasn't wasted. Uh especially on dumbass people and people who just spoil the shit. Fuck all y'all. Um uh, but uh <laughs> Hold on <laughs> so Tim. Big brain moment. Think about this. Uh oh. Mars. Go for it. Mars bitches. M A R S Mars bitches. Elon Musk is paving the way for us to get to the red planet, and um, I would love right. for 
my grandchildren to be colonists on Mars. I, that's a great stepping stone for humanity. All we need to do is send one team there, just say we found oil. The next thing you know, there'll be shitloads of us there. And we can just, you know, get the fuck out of this place. Not to say that this planet's completely shit, because it's not. It is definitely salvageable. But we, we need to process and move our way to the stars, man. We, we, we need to, like, further humanity to the next level. And in order to do that, we need to collectively get our shit together here so that we can then expand out into the greater galaxy. So, we, we got a long way to go, but we're, we're making progress. Oh, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. That's cool. So there's plenty of people I want to send to fucking Mars so that way they don't have to come back here and uh, make sure they only have enough fuel to get there and never back. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm signing up for that motherfucker to get some people there. I got some volunteers I'm going to volunteer. Uh, so yeah, I'm cool with that. Yeah, bet. Yeah, I will say that America's a little bit better than Canada. I'm th throwing that at you, Liz, if you've ever decided to listen yet. <laughs> I mean, shit, I thought... I've never seen a black squirrel. That was crazy. I was like, man, they got niggas squirrels here. Tim, Tim, where, where can they find you and what, what are you doing creatively for the masses? Oh, shit. I mean, I mean I'm doing everything. You know, I'm working for the mafia, uh, the Russian beat squad. Okay, not black. But, no, I do fake up for Simpsons and you probably on Spotify. Breaker, uh, Radio Public, Public Cast, uh, Google Podcast, as well as Apple Podcast. Um, you can reach out to me on um, at, uh, uh, my email, which is at uh, heycoach.coachT at gmail. Uh, we also, for uh, Real Talk, we also have our um, our uh, Instagram. What am I trying to say? Yes, we have our freaking Instagram, uh, which is, um, I can't find my, my notes. <laughs> I don't freaking know where my notes are. Monty, where the hell is our Instagram at? Uh, um, Instagram is, it's, uh, I don't know, I haven't gone on it yet. Are you fucking serious, dude? I gave you all the crap for you to get on there. Yeah, but then we started, the like, is, talking about other stuff, yeah, and I don't want to okay. scroll back that far. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but our, our Instagram for Real Talk is realtalk.mt. So you can us at, um, at realtalk.mt. Um, you can follow us on Instagram. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at, um, PayCT Podcasts. Um, so yeah, we've got a lot of great things going on. Uh, I'm working on trying to get money to, uh, start doing our fucking podcast on our YouTube page, uh, that I created. Oh, you did? Uh, which you just kind of, Boards. Yes, you fucking asshole. <laughs> I created a fucking YouTube page that I sent you the fucking shit for. Once again, I that requires me to scroll back through days worth of fucking memes and videos and shit we send to each other. I mean, come on, man. That's Email it to me so it's just right there. <laughs> All right, fine. I'll fucking do that shit. And of course... But, uh, yeah, so there's a, there's a lot of shit you can follow on, so yeah, go ahead, Mark. No, definitely check us out and support us on Patreon. That patreon.com forward slash RTMT podcast. You know, Tim needs to afford, you know, his uh, liver transplant because of all this fucking alcohol. So, 
you know, get on it, goddammit. Yeah, I, I don't need a delivery transplant. I probably do the whole delivery. The reason why I say I'm I have to pick my liver out while I was three years ago. Um, I definitely probably, if I didn't piss a lot, I definitely shit it out. So, uh, it is what it is. Uh, <laughs> I don't have a liver. Do you even need a liver? Yeah, it's a filtration system. That. It's a filtration no, system, just like with your kidneys. I don't have a filter. I don't have a filter in my fucking mouth. Why do I need a filter on my fucking kidneys? The cool thing is, butt-tick. when you get a liver transplant, you only need thirty percent of it because your liver is one of the few organs that'll actually grow itself back. Oh yeah, no one. No, no, yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm probably good then. I'm probably good then. I used to eat liver a lot, so maybe that's why I still got liver. <laughs> and of course. I'm Mace Valor. You can find me Instagram, Facebook, where you can find me anywhere. Just Mace Valor at Mace Valor. That's how you find my ass. Very yeah. simple. And I plan on I plan on creating a whole new uh, um, Birdman Facebook. So once I get all that established and all and everything, all good. No, Tim, you can't do that. No. Why? No, you can't say Birdman and then continue on with the sentence. You have to go Birdman, papa, papa, or whatever the fuck you do. Uh, you're right, right. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna create a whole Birdman Facebook. Birdman. That way, people can follow me on there. Um, I'm gonna have a Birdman uh, Instagram and all that shit. <laughs> that way, follow me on there. Oh, speaking of birds. There's only one bird I'm afraid of, and that's fucking geese. Because those fuckers are angry, and they have teeth on their tongues. They're fucking motherfuckers. I cry they by their motherfucking neck, and they might like a motherfucking nunchuck. And me, and me and the fake wife, we were at the the park years ago, feeding the ducks, right? Did you say the fake wife? No, that, that's <laughs> that's what my live streamers, uh, the people on my live stream, that's what they call her, the, the fake wife. Because she, she doesn't ever want to marry me because I'm a piece of shit. Anyway, yeah, it is what it is, bro. It is what it is. Anyway, we've been going on for a while. We love you guys so much. You guys have a great holiday season. Also, here's the thing: we talked about a lot of divisive stuff today. We want people to come on the show. We love having guests on because we like to learn new stuff. All right, this isn't about debating. This isn't about arguing. This is about learning and expanding through different perspectives. And the only way you can do that is by engaging in conversation. We love messages. We love conversations. Hit us up on our DMs. We we love this because we're willing to look outside of our own positions and listen. We're willing to to kind of get a glance. Okay, so yes, it just is what it is. You know, it's it's we're not so bullheaded and stubborn that we're that we're just going to close out entirely. All right, so. Definitely, if you, if you want to be a part of the yeah. show, definitely send us a message. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, need a little bit of life advice and want some insight on something, we specialize in relationship advice because we are... Uh, how many failed marriages between the two of us? I mean, damn, <laughs> we've learned quite a bit from life experiences. Four. So five total. Yeah, I've got four failed marriages. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Love y'all. Merry fucking Christmas. <laughs> Happy Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, whatever the fuck you celebrate, just be merry this time of year. And fuck you, 2020. Yeah. Let's close out with that. Yeah, and I'll and I just say this. Everybody like I said, I'll reiterate what I said. You know, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Uh, please be safe. Uh, COVID is not a joke. Uh, none of this shit's a joke. Uh, so please be safe. 
um, while you're celebrating. I love you all. I want everybody to be safe. I want to make it 2020. Everybody dies 2020. I have nobody else to talk shit about. So, make sure your punk asses make it in 2021. Alright? Love y'all. Alright, sweet.